What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Richo's Rant, brought to you by the Sideline Network. I am Rich Joe, and we are going to talk about right now Wild Card Weekend. So we started off with the Bills versus Texans. Texans won 22 to 19. The Bills looked phenomenal. Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills, looked great in the first half of this game. Second half, completely deflated. Didn't even look like the same quarterback. Forcing plays that he didn't need to be forcing. I mean, I, throwing these bombs that were uncatchable. Like, I don't understand the mindset of, of what he was trying to accomplish here. But Texans ended up coming back and winning in overtime. I mean, that, that can't be any more frustrating than what it is if you're a Bills fan. Finally get there, you got a nice young quarterback getting you to the playoffs, and then you, you just lose like that. But Deshaun Watson came in and he did Deshaun Watson things. There's a reason why this dude was in the running for MVP. He was quickly overshadowed by Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, I, I don't pay enough attention to Deshaun Watson. I don't pay enough attention to the AFC South. AFC South, you guys got my respect. Okay, if you have two teams that came in to the playoffs and you won both games with being the Texans versus the Bills and the Titans versus the Patriots, which we'll get into right now, Titans beat the Patriots 20-13. to Now, I am going to be the one to tell you, I told you so. I told y'all, preseason... This is the one year we will not see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Nobody believed me. But I was right. So, booyah. Tannehill looked great. Brady looked lost. Edelman dropping balls. I mean, the whole Patriots, like, they just... I don't know if they just weren't conditioned properly. Maybe they were all like thinking they were going to have a vacation. Brady looked like he looked like he'd rather be on a beach, or maybe he was thinking too much about the fact that he thought he'd be on a beach for the bye week, and now he has to show up and actually play. Don't know. I have no idea what was going on in their head, but he looked lost. Every time he had to walk back after going three and out or converting on downs, whichever, Brady looked looking up like, what the heck is going on? Aren't we paying these referees enough to give us the win? Apparently it was not. Apparently that was not the case. Titans won 20-13. to 13. They will be moving on to the next round, and the Patriots will be going home. And when they come back next year, they probably won't have Brady. Moving on to the Vikings-Saints game. Now this game, I will admit, was the only game I was unable to watch. I watched the highlights, I watched the reviews, I watched cap, like a bunch of Instagram, Twitter. I mean, this game was everywhere because Kirk Cousins did the impossible. He came in to the Superdome and beat Drew Brees and the Saints, Sean Payton and the Saints, something that nobody thought he could do. This will go down by far for his career as the greatest game he's ever won, ever. Because now people can't say that he can't show up for the big games. Because he just showed up for the biggest game of his freaking life. And he balled out. 
went to overtime, perfectly executed pass. I mean, Thielen looked great. So having him back, I'm sure, really helped Captain Kirk and getting to help get this team to win, for that matter. So, great job by them. Now, let's go to the most depressing game. For me, I know there's people out there, I know exactly who you are, who are very excited about this game and the outcome of it. This was a very sad moment for me. The Seahawks beat the Eagles 17-9. I don't even know where to begin with this one. Carson Wentz got injured. Concussion. Taken out of the game. Not returning for the game. Got hit in the back of the head. Because this dummy doesn't know how to slide feet first. I don't know when he's going to learn. But I sure hope that 2020 we see Carson Wentz sliding feet first. I cannot stand it anymore. Seeing this man dive or slide head first. And getting hurt. Now I understand. This was not his fault. I, I'm, I'm not stupid. I understand. This was a dirty hit. I don't care who you are. And the biggest, the, I mean, watching it real time, I'll give it this. Watching it slow-mo looked a lot worse than real time. Real time didn't look as bad. But when the defending person, the defending player, is still leading the tackle with their head, that's an automatic flag. Automatic, especially when you see the quarterback going down defenseless player going down defense of defensive player coming in head first I don't care if that's real time I don't care if it's slow-mo that's a flag even if you're not sure you throw the flag if it gets challenged it gets reversed no harm no foul that's a flag all day so people out there saying oh real time it's you know once you see it in real time no 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 I saw it in real time I saw it in slow-mo. Tony Dungy put up on Twitter, there's no way that that is a dirty play. And I have to respectfully tell you that you need to go check yourself into a loony bin. Or you're getting too old. You can't see right. This is why you're not a head coach anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little mean, Tony. And I'm sorry if I am. I'm sorry if I am, Tony Dungy. I respect you. But you're a damn fool. That was a dirty play. No way. Any way you look at it. Josh McCowan had to step in. And I thought, you know what? Maybe we got a shot here. Maybe we got a shot. Because the Seahawks have been playing up against Carson Wentz. Not up against Josh McCowan. A veteran. Journeyman. He can come in here and get this team riled up right behind him. And he can get the, he's been the best hype man on the sideline all year. Came up short, buddy. Held on to that ball a little too long. Should have just threw it away. Avoid those sacks. Limping up to the line of scrimmage. She pulled a hammy. I mean, it just wasn't smart football. Great defense. The the defense showed up like crazy for the Eagles. And that that was big. That was something I thought they were going to get gassed on a lot. Um, did not agree with a lot of the coverage that was being played. I understand they have 
uh, Malcolm Jenkins kind of spy on Russell Wilson because you don't know what Russell Wilson's going to do. But as a defensive coordinator, that's when you, you rely on your linemen, though. I mean, the linemen have, were breaking in. They were getting to Russell Wilson. They were containing Russell Wilson. So you drop Malcolm back. Drop number 27 back so he can help out the wide receivers. Because, or, or these dumb little dump passes right in the middle of the freaking field. A little better play calling on the defense would have definitely changed this game. Carson Wentz in the game would have obviously changed it too. But you know what? Wasn't there. Which is frustrating. It's frustrating and sad. I really wanted to see Carson Wentz at at least finish out this whole game. Again, I can't be... I can't, I'm not mad at Carson. Okay? I understand he has no control over getting a concussion. But man, dragging your team to the playoffs and not even being able to play in it. I can't even imagine how this dude must feel when he was in the locker room or just feel in general. You know, look forward, positive for 2020. I mean, the dude already got paid, so he's there. And just hope that 2020 is going to be a better year for him, that they can finally repeat for the NFC East Divisional Champs. We'll see how that goes. I'm done talking about the Eagles. Let's talk about... Oh, no, I'm not. Damn it, I forgot. We're going to talk about NFC East right now. Alrighty, so now what I want to talk about is I want I, I, I want to talk about the NFC East. We're going to talk about the head coaches. Because now we have all four teams... And all four teams have their head coaches. Cowboys fired Jason Garrett. They picked up Mike McCarthy. Giants picked up Joe Judge. Redskins have Ron Rivera. They've had him for like a week. Eagles obviously still have Doug Peterson. So let's go back to Mike McCarthy. He was originally a head coach of the Packers from 2006 to 2018. In that time of being head coach, he has 61.3% of his wins. So he's a winning coach. Ron Rivera, head coach of the Panthers from 2011 to 2019. As head coach, he has 54.1%. Of his wins. He's a winning head coach. Doug Peterson. Head coach since 2016. He has 60% of his wins. Joe Judge. First time head coaching. For the Giants. So this is going to be a very interesting. NFC East. In my opinion. I don't know how I feel about it personally. I want to say I feel pretty good, but that's really more just because I'm hoping that the way Ron Rivera, Joe Judge, and Mike McCarthy, they, they'll take time to settle in. You know, that it's not going to be an instant boom and just straight dominance from their team. But Mike McCarthy and Ron Rivera are very good head coaches. I know Mike McCarthy had some problems with Aaron Rodgers towards the end of his 
tenure there. He's still a really good head coach, though. He's been around the league for a very long time. Same thing for Ron Rivera. Joe Judge, I mean, he's up in the air. First time head coaching. Finishing up his PhD in teaching. So, I mean, if anyone that's going to be a head coach for the Giants, they need someone that can actually teach them how to, you know, be a team. I think him being a first-time head coach will be good for DJ at quarterback. Um, that could definitely help him out with that. And Joe Judge is also coming from the Patriots. For those of you who don't know, he's the uh, special. He was the special teams coordinator uh, for the Patriots. So now he will be the head coach of the Giants. So, I mean, Bill Belichick was special teams for a while. So he probably picked up a couple good tips from here and there watching. Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill Belichick's tree isn't really the weakest tree out there as far as the coaching trees go. He has some good, strong coaches out in the league. And we'll see how Joe Judge does in New York. I think he'll do pretty well. I also have a lot of faith in Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. You know, having a pretty good wide receiver and beefing up that offensive line. Probably helped them out a lot uh, going into the 2020 draft. So we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. You know, there hasn't been a repeat NFC East Divisional Champion uh, since 2004. So the odds that one of these newly appointed head coaches can get that is pretty good. I'm feeling pretty confident with the Eagles and Dougie Fresh. I might be a little biased. Yeah, maybe a lot biased. Um, but, I mean, look. That would be a big win for Dougie Fresh and Philly. If he can pull off another NFC East Divisional Championship. Back-to-back. And get to the playoffs four times out of his five years of head coaching. It's going to make the, the dude look pretty good. He already looks pretty good as it is as a head coach. In my opinion, I think he looks pretty good. I think especially what he did this past season really helps. I mean conditioning this team to get into the playoffs after all the losses is big I'm really curious to see how Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy work out because that's either going to be a disaster or it's going to be dangerous I'm hoping for disaster again Joe Judge with DJ or Ramavera with Dwayne Haskins not concerned about that I think those are I think each of those matchups are going to be equally as dangerous. But Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, that could be really bad. And, uh, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Not even a little bit. My only hope is that they uh, trade Dak Prescott instead of giving him a contract extension and pick up Tua. That would be exciting for me. So... We'll see what happens with that. There's a short little NFC East rant for you. Uh, so right now we're going to talk about the next leg of the playoffs. So now we have the divisional round of the playoffs coming up. Starting this Saturday at 435. Now... I believe I mentioned earlier in the podcast, 
I gave my picks for wildcard weekend. I am one and three. One and three. It's hoping to be two and three at the very least with the Eagles, but I'll take the Titans beating the Patriots all freaking day. Because that was, you know, that's a big pick for me. So we're gonna start with uh Vikings versus the 49ers on Saturday at 435. Then we have the Titans versus the Ravens at 815. Then Sunday will be the Texans versus the Chiefs at 305. And then at 640, Seahawks versus the Packers. So going to Saturday, the number six Vikings versus the number one 49ers. And I'm taking the Vikings all freaking day. I know a lot of people are sniffing the 49ers gold. And they're the number one team. They haven't been number one in a real long time. I think since like 98, something like that, if I remember correctly. Um, but I'm I'm going to drink this, this Captain Kirk juice. And it's going to taste real good. I think the Vikings are going to go into San Francisco and win into San Francisco. So I got Vikings being the 49ers. Titans versus the Ravens. Another number six versus a number one. This one, I'm not I'm not playing the underdog. I'm taking Ravens all day. I don't trust betting against Lamar Jackson, even for a little bit. That dude is laser-focused on nothing but a Lombardi trophy. I'm taking Ravens all day. All day. Sorry, Tannehill. Did real good helping me, you know, with my pick against beating up the Patriots, but Ravens got this one. Then we have Sunday. Number four, Texans versus the number two, Chiefs. And this one is Patrick Mahomes, baby. He's winning this one. And I'll be honest with you. 50% of this is, again, I did not pay attention too much to Deshaun Watson for the Texans. The other 50% is not even Patrick Mahomes. Now I need to root for Andy Reid. Because if anyone's going to get a Super Bowl, I need it to be Andy Reid. Get to the Super Bowl, Andy Reid. Win it, Mr. Cheesesteak, and I'll be happy. You're, you're my only hope. You're my Obi-Wan. Then we got the Seahawks, number five, versus the Packers, who are number two. As I said before, I'm rooting real hard for the Packers now. I want them to beat up on the Seahawks. I want them to embarrass the Seahawks. I want the Seahawks to go back to Seattle and think about changing their names to the Pigeons. That's what I want. I want Aaron Rodgers to ball out. I want him to stiff arm somebody and step on their face. That's what I want. And hopefully that's what I'm going to get. So those are my picks for the divisional rounds. Vikings over the Niners. Ravens over the Titans. Chiefs over the Texans. Packers over the Seahawks. The Vikings would be the only team that's going to win on the road. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for Richo's rant. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen, downloading, checking out everything we're doing here on the Sideline Network. Make sure you check out LaValley Sports Talk podcast, the Richo and Lala podcast. We have plenty of more material coming out for you 2020 from the Sideline Network. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Best way to get all your information from us, follow us on Twitter, 
at rich underscore oh seven and at lavalley c h l a v a l l e e c h follow that man he has a bunch of angry tweets that he likes to do because he's a little angry man i love you to death my man but you're a little angry again that's gonna do it thank you for listening to richo's rant and i'll talk to y'all next week